Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. In three, two, one. Seven things you probably didn't know, you need to know. I'm Jamie East and this is The Standout Seven. Over the next seven minutes or so, we're going to look back on an unforgettable week where Prime Minister Boris Johnson resigned, mass shootings took place in Denmark and the States, and London celebrated 50 years of pride. This is The Standout Seven from The Smart Seven. Don't forget to hit that follow button to get your daily updates at 7am. It was a week of intense pressure for Boris Johnson and it all came to a head on whether or not the Prime Minister knew about allegations surrounding sexual misconduct by MP Chris Pincher before he appointed him to Cabinet. Eventually admitting that he could have done better, the revolt from Tory ministers and backbenchers spilled out into Prime Minister's question time on Wednesday. Mr Speaker, isn't this the first recorded case of the sinking ships fleeing the rats? Does the Prime Minister think there are any circumstances in which he should resign? (laughs) How many more ministers need to quit before he finally picks up his pen and writes his own resignation letter? By Wednesday evening, over 40 ministers and MPs had resigned their positions and worse was to come for Boris as members of the Prime Minister's top team queued up on Wednesday night to ask him to resign. He held out saying he was going nowhere and later that night, despite 46 resignations, the most ever recorded in British politics, Boris decided to fire his levelling up secretary Michael Gove for disloyalty. Priti Patel was thought to be among the cabinet members urging the resignation, as was Nadim Zahawi, who initially defended the PM and only took over as Chancellor on Tuesday. But it was his former ally, Sajid Javid, who toppled the first domino. I have concluded that the problem starts at the top, and I believe that is not going to change. And that means that it is for those of us in a position who have responsibility to make that change. For Lib Dem leader Sir Ed Davey, the message is simple. The Tory party has failed us. He should have gone months ago. Liberal Democrats have been calling for him to go. And I've been very surprised that Conservatives haven't done what I think is their patriotic duty to get rid of him. He doesn't tell the truth. He's incompetent. And there's no plan for the country. So another bruising day for Boris, who's been battling intense scrutiny from a powerful committee whilst also trying to save his job. Many of the departing ministers and officials spoke of issues with leadership and integrity, the tipping point being the way allegations against former Deputy Chief Whip Chris Pincher were handled. But defiantly, the Prime Minister said it wouldn't be responsible for him to walk away now. I cannot for the life of me see how it is responsible just to walk away from that, as I said earlier on in in PMQs, Uh, particularly not when you have a a mandate of of the kind that we won two, three years ago. It did seem as though he had more lives than Larry the Downing Street cat, but finally, after three years of mayhem, reality caught up with Prime Minister Boris Johnson on Thursday. It is clearly now the will of the Parliamentary Conservative Party that there should be a new leader of that party and therefore a new Prime Minister. His resignation came after he was caught out in a lie over Deputy Chief Whip Chris Pincher, which was followed by a tidal wave of resignations, starting with Rishi Sunak and Sajid Javid and mounting throughout a 36-hour period with almost 60 quitting in total. 
Even at the end, Boris wasn't exactly taking responsibility. But of course, it's painful not to be able to see through so many ideas and, and projects myself. But as we've seen at Westminster, the herd instinct is powerful. When the herd moves, it moves. It finished off to a chorus of boos, ending what was not even three years in power in disgrace. To you, the British public, I know that there will be many people who are relieved and perhaps quite a few who will also be disappointed. And I want you to know how sad I am to be giving up the best job in the world. But them's the breaks. Even though Boris has formally quit as Tory leader, he stays on in Downing Street on a caretaker basis. He spent Thursday making new appointments and holding a cabinet meeting and has signalled he'll stay on until a new Tory leader is elected. Former Housing Minister Stuart Andrews says that's all perfectly normal. There is nothing abnormal about the Prime Minister who is resigning continuing until the new leader has been elected. Now that the President's dead or at least done well, the Tory leadership contest has kicked off, with early favourites being Rishi Sunak and Defence Minister Ben Wallace, although neither of formally declared their candidacy. Attorney General Suella Braverman was an early candidate rushing in on Peston's show on Wednesday night. If there is a leadership contest, I will put my name into the ring. On Thursday night, MP Tom Tugendhat threw his name into the ring to replace Boris, saying it's time for renewal. Liz Trust, Nadim Zahawi, Jeremy Hunt and Sajid Javid are all expected to step forward soon, with only Michael Gove and Dominic Raab formally ruling themselves out. Self-styled hard man of Brexit, Steve Baker surprised the BBC by popping his hat into the ring live on air. Of course I'm seriously considering standing, because Conservative Home members consistently put me in their top ten. It was a bad week for mass shootings on both sides of the Atlantic. Three people were killed and several more critically injured after a shooting at one of the largest and busiest shopping malls in Scandinavia, the Field Shopping Centre in Copenhagen. A 22-year-old Danish man was arrested at the scene on Sunday evening. He's since been charged with manslaughter and remanded in a psychiatric facility. An eyewitness to the event spoke to BBC News and said he was on his way into the building at 5.30pm on Sunday, just as the incident started. At the time, I didn't think that those shots were actual gunshots, because it's not something that you would imagine in, uh, in a country like North, uh, Denmark. On Independence Day, the United States experienced its third fatal mass shooting in as many months when a man fired into the crowd as a 4th of July parade in Highland Park, an affluent suburb outside Chicago, killing seven people and injuring many more. One eyewitness described what she heard. But it sounded like fireworks, like like those little pop fireworks you throw in the ground, those little pop-up ones. If That's what it sounded like. how many shots you heard. Probably like 30 or 40. It was a lot. Highland Park Mayor Nancy Rottering was quick to make a public statement condemning the violence. This morning at 10.14, our community was terrorized by an act of violence that has shaken us to our core. Our hearts go out to the families of the victims during this devastating time. Several hours after the shooting on Monday, police arrested a 21-year-old suspect and have since charged him with murder. On Wednesday, bizarre footage emerged of him dressed in female clothing to escape law enforcement in the Chicago suburb. Vice President Kamala Harris once again calls the stricter gun laws after Illinois State Police said the suspect's father had sponsored his application for a firearm license when he was 19. We've got to be smarter as a country in terms of who has access to what, and in particular assault weapons. And we've got to take this stuff seriously, as seriously as you are, because you have been forced to have to take it seriously. And then just on Friday, the former Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe was assassinated while speaking at an election rally in Nara, eastern Japan. Japan's public broadcaster was showing the political event live on TV when Abe was shot. 
The shooting shocked the country. As Japan has extremely strict firearm licensing laws, gun violence is rare. Witnesses to the shooting spoke about what they saw. He didn't run away after shooting. He was just staying there. A 41-year-old man was arrested at the scene. A former member of the Maritime Defence Force, it appears he used a homemade device to shoot the well-known politician who was Japan's longest-serving prime minister. Current Japanese Prime Minister Fumio Kishido spoke before Abe was pronounced dead and said the shooting was a heinous act. It is barbaric. And malicious, and it cannot be tolerated. We will do everything we can. I would like to use the most extreme words available to condemn this act. Still to come on the standout seven national treasures Miriam Argoyles and Adele in her first UK concert in five years. Right after this, ready to pop the question. The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Last weekend marked the end of LBGTQ Plus Pride Month with celebration parades taking place across the country. Over a million people flocked to London to join the UK's largest pride, including the Mayor Sadiq Khan, who said these events remain more important now than ever. We've seen trans people uh, in this country being used as pawns by politicians and others in a culture war. So, of course, we've got to continue protesting, continue campaigning, continue uh, making, trying to make progress. But also, let's celebrate the progress we've made. Let's celebrate this community. And as this was London's 50th Pride, there were some very special guests in attendance. Andrew Lumsden's been campaigning for LGBTQ plus rights for decades and talked to the BBC about his experience attending the very first march back in 1972. The feeling was we have broken down a barrier that was put in front of us that said you must not be out, you must not be seen. After cancelling her Las Vegas residency back in January at the last minute, Adele held her first UK public concert in five years in Hyde Park on Friday night. It was an emotional return for the singer, who relied on her fans to get her through her opening number, the aptly titled Hello. She also took time to fire some T-shirts into the crowd, which led to this unforgettable moment for one young fan. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com 
Upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Britain's favourite national treasure, Miriam Margoyles, made another memorable appearance on Monday's episode of This Morning to promote her new memoir, This Much Is True. During a chat with Holly and Phil, she got to talking about her experience filming Romeo and Juliet with Leonardo DiCaprio 26 years ago, and apparently there was one part of him that left quite the impression. He was a bit smelly because it was very hot in Mexico, and I think young boys, and he was very young at the time, they don't... They don't make themselves fragrant, you know. They don't wash all the bits. I was telling the lovely boy Dylan, who who looks after me here, that he's got to wash, you know, every bit. At least you didn't swear this time. This has been the Standout Seven, the best of the week from the Smart Seven. We'll be back tomorrow, seven a.m. with the Sunday Seven. Have a great rest of your weekend. Written, produced, and published by Daft Dogs.